0: Hello, and welcome to the Print On Demand Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Arks, here with my co-host, Carrie Egler. And in today's episode, we'll be discussing profitable print on demand niches, or as Carrie would call them, niches. But real quick, before we begin, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy the episode. And with that, let's dive in.
1: We're back with the niche episode. I'm calling it niches.
0: <laughs> the niches, battle for how it's Niches
1: said. are weak. The riches <laughs> are in the niches. <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you?
0: Oh, dude. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good, man. I guess we're both heading off to Vegas this weekend. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm yeah. not going to party. I'm going with my son. So <laughs> my son's seven. And we're going to a Pokemon Go event, so that's going to be fun. Nice. It's going to
0: be interesting. That's cool. I'm I'm going for kind of a totally different reason. I'm also not going to party. Um, my <laughs> wife's actually going for a convention. And I thought, why not Like, join her, um, have some fun. I'm just going to be working from the hotel room during the day. And then at night, we're going to go to some shows. So um, I don't know exactly which shows. Uh, We're going to go to yet, but we are going to decide. And there's also this really cool thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Meow Wolf. Huh. Okay. So Meow Wolf. It's called Meow Wolf, which is like such a funny name. And they actually have it in a couple different places. They have, they just opened one in Denver not too long ago. They have one in New Mexico. That might have been where the original one was created. Hmm. And now they have one in Vegas as well. And we've always wanted to go. It's just supposed to be like a, an ex- like a very artistic experience. Like apparently at the one in New Mexico, you just walk through this huge building and you can do all these crazy things. Like there's like a washer or dryer machine that you can open up and go into. And there's like a slide that goes what? down to like another room. And it's just supposed to be like a really fun, cool, out-of-the-box experience. So wow. we're really looking forward to that. But nice. it's crazy how it's a total coincidence that you and I are going to be there at exactly the same time. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy, and man. I told you a couple months ago,
1: I was going to this event. You were like, I think I'm there that exact same weekend. So we're going we're gonna to meet for the first time in person. Yeah. And we're going to have some dinner and uh, hang yeah. out in Vegas for a little bit.
0: So that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to it, man. Like, it'll be so fun to meet in person. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like I know you so well now, <laughs> and it's weird to me that we've never actually met in person. We're, we've only met virtually. So twenty twenty three life. This is the long overdue. Yeah, exactly. Role. Well, this is long overdue. But uh, but anyhow, why don't we why don't we jump into this? Um, today's episode is something that you and I are both very passionate about, and we've actually already done an episode completely dedicated to niches. But what we didn't do in that episode is give a bunch. Well, we actually did mention niche suggestions. Oh, I thought that it would be cool to actually have a episode dedicated to sharing niche ideas. And people can literally just steal these ideas and start their own print on demand businesses around them. And hopefully there's a lot of like gems and gold nuggets throughout, but really I was thinking about breaking down this episode in three parts. First of all, really briefly describe what is a niche. Secondly, what makes a profitable niche, and then just jump into profitable niche ideas. And we have a lot for you guys today. I think Carrie, what do we have like 16 niche ideas that we like just quickly came up with. And there's so many more, this is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah, I was reading an article earlier that was like 1,000 t-shirt oh, niches. And I was like, oh, or niches, whatever. It's a bit much. And, uh, no, these are 16 uh, good ones. Some yeah. of them may be more common than others, but there's some. There are definitely some some gems in here uh, that I think people will, will enjoy for sure.
0: Cool, cool. So why don't we start out with what is a niche? And I'm just going to give a really brief explanation on this one because we've talked. We have about a whole episode. Yeah, listening. we have a whole episode talking about it and why it's so important, but in just in brief, a niche is really just a fancy word for a specific segment of the population that has its own unique needs, preferences, or identity. That's it. That's really what what it is. So, I don't want to go too much more in that because we've just talked so much about that in past episodes. Um, why don't we jump that? It's into episode, the next...
1: episode 005? Is that the one, okay. Yeah, if you wanna go back and listen to that, episode 005, why niching down is essential to print-on-demand success. We go really in-depth on niches, niches.
0: Whatever you wanna call it. Niches. Did you wanna take the next point, which is what makes a profitable niche?
1: Yeah, what makes a profitable niche? So, <laughs> whatever
0: you want to call like, it man i feel
1: like i'm going full oklahoman <laughs> you never go full oklahoman i'm going full oklahoman right now Uh-oh, y'all want okay. to hear some niches <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, if i had like a sweet tea right here and a, a tornado outside <laughs> y'all want to talk about some niches <laughs> all right niches okay uh what makes a profitable niche um I don't know, man. What makes? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm a big believer in um, number one, going really deep. So we've yeah. talked about, you know, going really deep. I'll try to keep it brief again, but um, you know, if you're going to go into the dog niche, that's spoiler alert. That's one of them on our list, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to just go in with just with the, the same generic dog t-shirts or designs that everybody else is doing. You got to have kind of your own unique spin on it, or you got to go a little bit deeper. Where you got to think about really who your customer is, um, you know, getting really, really defined on who that person is, what's their age group, their occupation, their location, these kind of different things that you can kind of tap into uh, can cr- can create a profitable uh, niche for your business. And so, what makes a profitable niche? I think the the controversial thing here is like we're m- most of these niches that we're that we maybe all of them that we have on this list, they're not like. Really, I don't think any of them are like brand new. They're not gonna like. Mm. They're not gonna like shatter the internet. I mean, there's maybe one. I won't oh, spoil it, but there's yeah, one that's that one near the end. Oh man, yeah, you 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 put it on there, and I was like, you stole my. You that's mine. I took um, that from you. I know. I'm gonna. I'm the to <laughs> talk about though. You got to stay tuned to hear what it is. But most of these yeah. niches are not like they're not anything new. Um, it's but it's what makes them profitable is number one, there's demand there already, so there are already businesses selling in these niches so that's a good indication that you can also make money in these niches and number two you can make it profitable by putting your own spin your own flavor your own personality uh into it and so um you shouldn't be just taking these niches and then going out there and trying to recreate the most popular brand right that's not that's not what you should do but put your own personality your own flavor into it and you can create a really unique spin on it that will create something that people love potentially
0: yeah Hopefully that explains it. Totally, and a couple other little pointers, like, you know, something that people are passionate about. We talked about this passion equals profits, baby. We quoted that- Profit is in the
1: passions.
0: In in one of these past episodes, really like profits are in passions. Um, Another thing that makes a profitable niche is If the niche has online communities where people are congregating, that's a sign of a passionate niche. Those are communities built around this niche. Those are people who clearly care about what this is, and they're very likely to be your customers. So another kind of pro tip is creating cross niche designs can be super powerful so you can have, you can be in a niche and then what you'll find is that there are certain interests that kind of overlap with specific niches. And man, you can create some very powerful designs by figuring out what those are and overlapping them. And sometimes
1: so, you can even cross n- niches and make a whole brand out of that. You know, if there's yeah. enough people doing two two things at once, excuse me, if there's enough people, that you know are interested in both of those things or do them together, uh, there could be an opportunity to create a dual niche brand. So
0: totally, and there are some super successful ones. I'm actually going to name drop one in this episode. So um that's I feel like absolutely- you're teasing.
1: You're teasing. We're we're both just teasing the goods. Yeah, the goods dude, are coming. So stay tuned. You got to listen. All the, way the way carrots.
0: To the end. Whew. Just dangling you the carrots. You
1: better get into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's jump into. Um, The profitable niche is the last thing I just want to say before we do that is there, there are different categories that, uh, that we see a lot of, you know, profit making potential and some of those include animals, hobbies, activism, careers, sports, religion, and politics. So all of these are actually gonna, I think all of our ideas, most of our ideas, I'm gonna say that most of our ideas are gonna fall under one of these categories, but it is not limited to that. There are other other categories as well. So with that, why don't we just pop right in and get right into it? Did you wanna take the first one? You want me to take the first one?
1: Uh, yeah, let's. I'll do it. Number one we've yeah. got on the list is doggies. So we talked about the category of animals. Um dogs are the reason the reason dogs are on this list is because uh so many people have a dog or multiple mm. dogs, they're mm-hmm. man's best friend. Mm-hmm. It's it's there is this relationship that humans have with their dogs. I, I think most of you guys know this, but dogs are never not going to be a profitable niche, like they're always <laughs> going to be profitable. Now again, you want to figure out how you could put your own unique spin on the dog category. Obviously, there's a million doggy brands out there with you mm-hmm. know doing some of them doing millions of dollars per year, some of them doing smaller, and so you've got to kind of figure out what's what's your unique take on that. So again, what we one of the things we've been talking about is there cross is there cross niches you can you can add to this, or there things that that uh, people love to do with their dogs. Um, that you could add on to some of your designs right um, is there is there a unique person that you could cater to right all different types of people have dogs young people old people mm-hmm. middle-aged people women men any i mean any ethnicity any background occupation i mean like is there a specific person that you could cater to and you know one of the tips we just have on here which is really simple is just consider niching down by the breed of dog. That's just an easy way to get a little more, get a little deeper and be a little more specific and stand out is just by focusing on one type of dog, uh that might be underserved but maybe not maybe it's just you know maybe it's just a dog that a dog breed that you're passionate about or that you have so dogs is number one on the list you want to add anything to that Adrian
0: yeah I I really think so what I like about niching down by breed is that's going to be a lot easier to be the king or the queen of that space than it is to try to be like dogs in general like there's a huge online dog apparel company called I think they're called iheartdogs.com they're huge And, um, I'm pretty sure they do print on demand. I'm not entirely certain, but I know that one of the print providers I used to use used to fulfill for them. So, um, but they, they, you know, like you're going to be competing with huge companies like them, if you just go broad in the dog niche and I've been in the dog niche, it's very competitive, even though I was still able to make grow my business to six figures in the first 14 months. So there's absolutely profit to be made there and we kept it broad, but if in 2023 I was creating a new dog-inspired brand, I would probably choose a breed and I would do some research and I would find which breeds you know have the most passionate owners or have the most people own those kind of animals. So I know that Pitbull is a very passionate breed of owner. Pitbulls is a very passionate breed of owners because there's a lot of controversy around pit bulls, and that actually creates more passionate people on this side of. You know, should pit bulls exist or should pit bulls not exist? It's actually a very controversial topic because unfortunately a lot of attacks are done by pit bulls. Um, and I think that those are actually probably more the, uh, more, uh, the fault of the owners, but still like each person can take their own side. All I know though, is that is a very passionate niche. It's also a niche that a lot of people are in that a lot of people fall into because there are a lot of pitbull owners out there, um, you can even niche down another level. You could say rescue pit bulls. pit bulls. unfortunately, are a breed that are just abandoned a lot, which is really sad. Um, and there's a lot of people that are very passionate about rescuing pip- pit bulls. So you could create a brand around pit bull rescues. But I'm just throwing kind of ideas out there um but yeah you you said it pretty well carrie so um why don't we just hop into cats here let me add
1: one more let me add one, one more yeah, thing go i for was it. Just gonna add kind of popped into my head while you were talking was you know i have a student that um has a doggy focused brand but one of the uh unique elements that that he's found that's kind of taken off for him is um he does these kind of tie dye they're almost tie-dye uh mm. t-shirts they are tie-dye they're tie-dye cool. t-shirts with the little, you know, with the designs on them. So it's basically his designs on tie dye. And it's kind of this unique look that has also has become popular in, you know, some other categories and different things, but he's mm-hmm. kind of found his own little lane with that, that really has helped him take off. And so that, you know, there's just different ways. You talked about a few as well, which were really great, different ways that you can kind of put your own spin on it, you know, find your own unique take and stand yeah. out.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, tie dye is trendy. So he's mixing kind of like on trend, you know, products with the dog niche. That's, that's awesome. Um, All right. So next is cats and really cats is kind of similar to dogs. I would say of all the animal niches out there of all the stores, the most common ones you probably see are dogs and cats. Uh, there are a ton of passionate cat lovers. I feel like there's kind of like a battle out there where it's like, Are you a cat person or a dog person or are you a cat lover or a dog lover? And I know a lot of people have both, but I also know that a lot of people favor one or the other. So
1: I'm gonna go uh, neither on that. I'm gonna go neither on that question.
0: (laughs) No dogs and allergies or
1: something, no? I love you if you have a dog or cat.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, well, maybe you can make a niche of uh, like you that is like hey, what do you call it? agnostic anti dogs,
1: uh, anti cats? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> really I don't know how well that here. would do. I don't think people are very passionate about not being a dog or a cat owner, but I could be wrong. You tell me, Carrie. I don't own cats or dogs either, but I don't. Uh, man, I, I
1: don't hate either one. I yeah. I like. I, we had a dog when we first got married. Okay. Um, we had a Shih Tzu, and okay. uh, he's a great dog. We just once we had a kid uh, it, 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 he didn't get, a, he didn't get as much love. And so he was kind of, mm. he bit, he bit, he bit our son one too many Ooh. times. And so we got rid of him. But Ooh. if you meet my wife, she's very, and she's pretty anti, anti pet. Really? Uh, anti Like, yeah, she's just, it's not that she dislikes them. She just doesn't want one. And she's very passionate mm. about why it's like, yeah. why, why would you want your yes. house to smell? And you got to groom them <laughs> and you got to feed them. And it's like you gotta walk them, and it's like all this stuff you gotta do, and money you gotta spend. It's like she's pretty passionate about it, so there, there might be an opportunity there. The anti anti dog so and cat
0: group. My yeah. wife is like the polar opposite. She's really. very pro dog and cat. Like she wants us to get a pet so bad. She's been like for years. She's been trying to get us to get one, and we are gonna get one. I've already agreed to it. It's that's just the that thing
1: though, man, is if you, you travel a lot and that's we travel thing my, wife. A lot. my wife says, she's like, every time you travel, you got to figure out what to do with them. You
0: got to put it yeah, in. Yeah. And main that main is my you biggest pushback right thing. now is we yeah. travel a lot. Like we were just in the Philippines. We're going to Costa Rica soon. We're going to Vancouver for the summer. Like we travel a lot. So it's hard, like, you know, to, to have that responsibility, but. I think next year we're going to be, you know, a bit more settled. And so we like, I have to get one, I already promised. So it's only a matter of time for us. Uh, I've already signed, signed it, signed away my life on that one. So. Um, but yeah, going, going back to the cat niche, I think it's similar to the dog niche. There are a lot of crossover interests. Like I found that cat lovers, a lot of them are also book lovers. I found that cat lovers, a lot of them are vegan. I found that cat lovers, a lot of them like tea, like there's all these overlapping interests and you can have, if you want, you can create a cat you know, a cat inspired brand. And then you can create all these designs with these overlapping interests and just see what, you know, see what works best for you. And if something works well, double down, create more of them. Like if you find two overlapping interests and they're doing really well, create more designs with those overlapping interests. You can have a lot of fun with this. So, um, yeah, that's kind of all I have about cats.
1: Number three on the list is, uh, you know what? I'm gonna pop down to. I don't, I'm gonna pop down to some of the ones I have down here. We're gonna sure. just hop around. Sure. Um, number three on the list, I put. I put down family. Um, man, I feel like family. You no, know, this could go a lot of different ways, uh, and I think. Um, let me see. Did you put that down as a category? No. I uh,
0: did not. No. So.
1: <clears throat> family is a little bit broad but i put that down as as one of them because you know having a brand that caters to like moms or dads or grandmas mm. grandpas you know uncles aunts i mean it's for i don't know about you but i feel like every year it just gets bigger and bigger i don't know why that is but it just seems like you see more and more and more and i think people really really eat up those family-related things because there's so much built-in, like just emotion with it. You know, people oh. care so deeply about their kids and their spouse and their sisters and brothers. Another one I didn't even think of, but sisters and mm-hmm. brothers and those relationships. Um, it could even be even going a little bit step further, like a friend, you know, the friend niche of like having designs mm-hmm. all around your friends, which is kind of like family. But mm-hmm. um if I put family down as one, I think it just seems to me like it's just. It just gets bigger every year. You just see more designs, more products, more things catered to like family. Yeah. But I think the way that you should go about it is picking one of those categories, something like we just talked about, like yeah. a brand that focuses on moms, you know, and it's, it's all around moms or around dads or around, you know, any of those things we talk about, grandmas, grandpas, sisters, brothers, kids, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, but but around in that family category, uh, there's a there's there's a couple, there's actually two brands. I think they're actually I think they actually might be owned by the same, by the same, I think they might be the same company, mm. uh, but I, I absolutely mm. love it. There's one called middle-class fancy. I talk, I talk about it all the time. Oh, uh,
0: I've Middle not class heard class of that fancy. one.
1: It's called just If you just go to middleclassfancy.com. Middle uh, class yeah, is... they must be the same company. There's, there's middle-class fancy, but there's also one called rad dad. And okay. I follow, I follow both of these on, uh, on, on social media.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: they're so good. They're just, they're <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, I know you can't see this, but you know, like one of their most popular shirts says, "We ride at dawn," and it's just a riding lawnmower. You know, like, <laughs> and then you know, there's like grilling T-shirts, and like there's one that says, "Dads against weed," and it's got a it's got a, a weed eater on it. Like, oh my god, out. that's I mean, hilarious! Like, they're so good. So you guys clever. ready to rock and roll? And it's like a it's like an old '90s van, like just the dad <laughs> things. Like this, it's so it's so good. And then middle class fancy is kind of in that same category. It's just kind of like uh, it's just, they're just hilarious. So anyway, I think these brands, you know, they cater to kind of the meme culture, those kind of things. I mean, if yeah. you're going to go for that, you can also go for the sentimental, right? Like you can go for right. the, the sentimental type stuff with moms, dads, those kind of things, grandmas. But I think family's a, a really big one and it just seems like it's always growing.
0: Yeah. I, I personally find the funnier designs are like always yeah. perform the best overall. The sentimental ones do, they can sell and they can sell well, but I've just found that overall, over all the years I've been doing this and all the designs i have dropped, it's almost always the funny designs. So something like this, you know, middle-class or or the other website you mentioned, like with those hilarious kind of like, you know, those hilarious designs. And I feel like what you could even do is you could use these companies as examples. And if you're in a different niche, you can actually find ways to repurpose some of these slogans and make it relevant to your niche absolutely that's so much fun to do um i have a question for you though so for the family niche what like would you so and, and maybe you kind of answered this but i just want want clarity here so are you saying that you should like you would build a brand around one kind of relationship type or one role like you would build a father, a brand for dads, a brand for moms. And then my next question is, would you niche down any further or would you keep it broad and then just do a bunch of like maybe cross interests and stuff under that umbrella?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a tough question that my, my initial would be like, you just said, like just first of the first thing I'm thinking about is like, what, what role do I want to go for? You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I think that's where I would start. Mm -hmm. Grandma's, grandpa's, Mm -hmm. mom's, dad's, uh, you know, sisters, so choose brothers. one of those, you choose yeah, one, I would start by choosing one of those. Okay. I think you could add other things on though. Like I one of the examples I use, I think like in my challenge when I'm training is, uh, dads on keto, right? Like, okay. Like yeah. You, you could build a whole brand around that. Cause there's, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dads doing keto or dads doing paleo. It's a passion
0: like, niche, man. Keto is a passion niche. Yeah.
1: So that's an example, like dads on keto, which, you know, may or may not be a good idea. Who knows? But that's an example of being able to cross niches together, but then create a whole brand out of it, right? Like mm-hmm. you could create, and I mean, even if you go to like middle class fancy, like if you really want to get in the, you know, in the in the weeds a little bit, like middle class fancy to me is almost a combination of two niches because it's right. it's mainly like dads, moms, whatever, but then it's also like only middle class, right? Like it's not, mm. it's not, it's these sayings are funny for people that are kind of like middle class, upper middle class, like you, you get these, they just make you laugh. Right? Like, but the reality is some rich dude is probably not mowing his lawn. So he's not going to connect with these, right? Like, sure, you know what I mean? Or, or, or on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're, you know, living in poverty or whatever, like these probably don't relate with you. Um, So they're kind of combining two kind of niches there. Right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I like, I like drilling down by that kind of thing. I think so many times we get caught up in just drilling down by like, a niche, like a category, like a sport or an animal or something like that. But absolutely. Like you can drill down by kind of average income. You can, you can target the affluent, you can target middle-class, like middle-class fancy as here. Like though I consider that drilling down in your niche. It is absolutely just like choosing like, we're only going to create shirts for dads. That's another like way of like drilling down They're not just men, but dads, you know?
1: And I think I think you could I think you could start with just that just the role and just kind of go all in on that. But I think mm-hmm. if you could if you could get a step further and it's really just like like if you go with a role, just add a hobby, right? Like if you mm-hmm. go with moms, if you go with moms, just add books. It's like how yeah. many moms read millions, yeah. you know what I mean It's, <clears> it, it's <throat> like our moms, how many moms drink coffee or how many mom you know, like you just start thinking about these things like you could pretty easily uh you know christian moms like combining that um, christian dads like those kind of things like wine drinking moms yeah like you could combine <laughs> these things pretty easily when it comes to like a role you just add a hobby or a passion or an interest and you can yeah. do that pretty quick so i think i think if i was going to go into this this niche i would probably i would probably add you know i'd probably start with the role and then add something add a bigger kind of passionate interest onto yeah. it and go that go that direction
0: Cool. Yeah, this is pretty clever. Like some of these designs are hilarious. Keep hot dogs $1.50. And like, obviously, it's a reference to Costco, but they did a great job of making it look like the Costco logo without mentioning the word. So I don't think they're infringing on any copyrights or trademarks here, but you can probably tell if you shop at Costco and if you know that their hot dogs are $1.50, you you know exactly what this shirt is talking about. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, some of these definitely ride ride the line or cross the line like uh, like the red mm. lobster one. That's just oh, straight up. Yeah. That's just straight up red lobster on there. Oh, so I, would I, <laughs> I would
0: not uh, do that. I would not.
1: the chipotle one is on the line, but it is funny. The yeah, chipotle yeah. one says chipotle because it's like everybody's not oh, everybody yeah. says
0: Oh yeah. That's so funny. I used so to say it like that it. forever. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but but uh most of these are, you know, just kind of playing off some of this stuff. There's like a Miller Lite one that says Griller instead of Miller, nice. which is really good. Nice. Like, yeah, you know, the, yeah. The only one I see is that red lobster one. That's kind of, uh, yeah, I would not use line. that, but, Definitely uh, not. but yeah, I love it. This is one of my favorites. Cool. And they have, they have so many followers on Instagram oh, I'm sure. and, uh, they just, cr- you know, they just crush it. Like they yeah. absolutely crush it.
0: Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Yeah, I, I that's love really cool. Those. Well, thanks for sharing that one. Um, 2.7 jump- million followers. How many
1: 2.7 million
0: whoa that's yeah. insane
1: and then they've got yeah. the other brands too like sorry to keep keep going there but like rad that's, dad uh yeah. rad dad has has let's see how many they have real quick I should be able to pull it up pretty wow. fast rad dad's got uh 1.8
0: million jeez crazy do you know if these guys are print on demand i'm just curious uh
1: i don't know i don't know i mean you know it's we could we could kind of like they post their their uh their designs a lot. We could probably look at them and maybe get a better idea. Yeah, I think you at easily their scale make this a
0: print on a man store easily.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think at their scale, maybe they aren't. Because I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're doing pretty like I've seen people, I've seen people here in Tulsa, Oklahoma walked by people wearing no these wearing these shirts. Like they're pretty, I think they're pretty big time as wow. far as their numbers. I would I wouldn't be shocked if they're doing at least seven figures or, or more, maybe multi.
0: Oh, um, I'm sure with that many followers, yeah. Um like I would be shocked if they weren't. Usually I feel like a giveaway for whether someone's doing print-on-demand or not. And not this isn't always the case, but if you go to their shipping and see when like their it. shipping times are, if they're like, oh, you know, it's usually like five to 15 business days or, or seven to 10 business days, there's a good chance of print-on-demand. Whereas if they're pre-made, self-fulfilled, a lot of times are like less than five business days. It does um,
1: say on their product page, uh, "Design printed in the U.S., not another dropship company."
0: Oh, interesting. So that, okay. That's
1: interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think at their scale, they're probably printing their own. But um, okay. I mean, it definitely could be print-on-demand. And, so and, and in fact, I think ninety-nine percent of these designs, if they were made with DTG, they would look really good. So I, totally. You know, I'm not looking at anything here where I'm like, "Oh, that would look really bad with that printing
0: method." Like it. I yeah. Think, yeah. They, Especially they, the ones with multiple colors. Anyways, um, we gonna get, we'll get cool. a middle class. Man. Yeah, yeah. All right. all right, all right, all right. Moving along, moving along. Let's jump into the next niche. This would be the fourth niche that we're talking about and that is gym um, and fitness. But specifically I'm talking about gym here. Their fitness is such a big, broad category and there are so many niches that fall under that. So I wanted to get more specific, like a brand that you could actually create like a, a, a print on demand brand around. And the gym niche, I actually had a friend create a gym inspired t-shirt brand and grow it to six figures very quickly before they eventually sold it. So I know for a fact that this niche can work. I also like just walk into any gym in America and you will see people wearing funny graphic tees about the gym. I always see people wearing funny t-shirts at my gym and it's hilarious. It's a conversation starter. It makes people laugh. and. I mean, if you like attention, it's a great way to go. Like some examples that I saw at my gym, I saw one guy and he had like, it was like a really buff, like shredded Santa. And it said North swole and said North pole. Of course, um, another one had like a, an image of what looked kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it said, come with me if you want to lift. And then this other one that gets me every time that I think is hilarious is one that says practice safe sets which I think is so funny. If you were the first one to come up with that, man, that probably would have been a six figure design, but it's just hilarious. Like you go to the gym and there's so many people wearing these shirts. And because at the gym, you kind of wear out your clothes really fast because you're always sweating in them and rubbing against equipment and stuff like that. A lot of these people, they're always getting new shirts there were like my friend who was in the gym niche, like they had customers who bought from them like 20 times. They would just like always be buying new gym shirts because they always want to have new funny shirts for the gym. And that's not to say that you're not going to wear them outside of the gym, but I'm just saying like most gyms, if you walk into any gym, you'll probably see people with funny graphic, you know, tees that are gym inspired. So I think that that there's, like it is very competitive. I will say that, but I still think there's a ton of potential in it and you could narrow down further. Like I know that gym and tattoos, there's a lot of overlap and a lot of people, they have tattoos and they work out at the gym. So my friend who was in the gym niche, they did a lot of like gym and tattoo inspired. They were cross crossing interests. And that was one of the most profitable for them. So um, yeah. And the funny ones I think do the best there. There was one that they, that was created. It was definitely a six-figure design. It said, like, I may not be a Victoria's Secret model, but I can lift one. Um, which I thought was hilarious. It was like a women, you know, a, a shirt targeting women. And they crush it with that design. I'm pretty sure that was their best selling design of all time. So yeah, um yeah. now we've you had, see that design everywhere. But we've had a uh, number,
1: we've had a number of students uh, come through shirt school that have done really well in the in the gym or fitness kind of area. There's one there was one brand that joined um pretty early on that ended up i think they ended up doing around five hundred thousand dollars in at least one year i know that they nice. I, didn't, I don't have their numbers for after <clears throat> that but they told me they did 500 grand in one year i think their most popular design they mainly catered towards women mm. uh, and it was it was uh, their <clears throat> most popular design said seriously i could deadlift you
0: Oh, that's so they, <laughs> they put it on
1: hats on on t-shirts on everything and it just crushed it like they're by yeah. far their their Best selling design, and women just wanted like women wanted to wear it to the gym, yeah, you know, like women that lift, and that's yeah, kind of who they were going totally. for. Totally, so it, yeah, it, it crushed it, man. Just like those, funny, yeah, like, gym sayings,
0: yeah. And and there, so my friends' brand was also targeted mainly towards women, and so essentially, it was like funny gym inspired tees for women which I would consider that three different layers. They they focused on funny, which I think is such a great one to focus on. They focus on women and they focus on gym. And I think that is right there. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They had another one that said, girls just want to have guns, which I thought was so funny. Lots of play on words. You can do so much with the gym niche. And like, <laughs> if you just want to throw an icon to create like a unique kind of artistic if you want to make the design somewhat unique and have some artistic element to it literally you can throw a barbell in there and all of a sudden it's very much clearly focused towards Jim yeah. and you created like a more original design than just a slogan so. Um, there's a lot of fun, you can have with that one, but why don't you uh, why don't you take the next one, or whichever one you want to. Uh do you hear? Uh
1: The next one that I will take is uh, all, all the ones I put on here are a little more general. So like we got to kind of mm-hmm. talk about how to use them. And, you know, so, but the next one I'll, I'll take, I'll take my one off my list here as uh, personalization mm-hmm. and personalization is not, a, not really a niche. Let's just say that it's not really, a, not really a niche, but I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to kind of add it to the list because I think that you, you could really kind of add personalization to any, almost any of these niches, maybe, maybe all of them mm-hmm. as a way to be, to, to differentiate a little bit. Um, I think it's just like, again, it's one of those things, like I talked about family, it seems like personalization and there's more data around this, but it is growing every year. Like the per personalized designs, people wanting to put their own touch on them and right. people are continuing to get more and more creative with how you can do that. Um, trying to think of some more specific examples, but you know, you've seen ones where, you know, it's a group of, uh, you maybe have seen this. It's a group of ladies that are all like best friends and mm-hmm. you, the, the, the website will allow you to go in and pick four <clears throat> ladies that look the most like your friends. Oh, and cool. It's, yeah. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. That's They're like these little cool. cartoons, but you know, you've got the brunette and you've got the blonde and it's like, and you can kind of go through there and customize it to your little friend group. Right. And it's, it's That's those cool. kind of things. Another, you know, adding, adding your, A person's name onto the design or adding Mm -hmm. a sports number to it the the exact number of your child or Mm -hmm. you know those kind of things or you know we've had students that have come through that have built brands around you know uh, people who have had a pet pass on you know so doing personalization around adding your pet's name your specific Mm -hmm. pet's name to it to a design those kind of things so personalization can kind of be added to most niches and they can especially be good around different kinds of holidays Um, but I think personalization is one that, uh, will help you stand out. And a lot of people should be paying way more attention to, in your business,
0: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So a couple things about personalization. One, um, I feel like you can charge a bit more for personalization because it's a totally original product and that, that leads me to my next point. It's a totally original product. (laughs) So every single person might put in a different name or different, you know, um, icon or whatever it is that they're personalizing. A lot of times I see it's like names of like an animal or a person or something like that, but you're creating a totally original design. Not only that, there's kind of like an extra barrier to entry as a seller to set up personalization. It's not as like, like in my experience, it hasn't been as quick and automated as just going and setting up like a pre-made design. Um, and we actually did offer personalization in the dog niche, and it did do really well. So what we would do is we would take some of our best slogans, and then we would just change out. So let's say, okay, let, one that's really popular is "Dogs make me happy, you not so much." We would just take the word "dogs" out, and you know, input your dog's name, and then someone could put, let's say, their dog's name is Brownie. You could you could have it say, "Brownie makes me happy, you not so much," yeah. like. You know, spot that, makes me happy, you not so much.
1: So taking that to the next level is allowing them to customize that that name of their dog, but mm-hmm. then also allowing them to change out the picture of the dog. Uh like yeah. like if if it could be a so let's say you, you know, you as the seller, you upload a poodle and a and a and a great dane and a German shepherd. It's like so you can switch out your the dog dogs make me happy with spike makes me happy. And then right. it's a change out the picture for a German shepherd, you know, and it's like, that's now cool. it's very customized. And one tip I would, I would add here for anybody listening that's wanting to do this. And, uh, this is, I guess a slight plug, uh, is the best I have found is gelato, uh, personally mm. gelato okay. print on demand, <clears throat> uh, G E L A T O. And specifically you really, you need to be on their their like gelato plus plan. It's like the you know, the, the, the pro level or like the tier up, uh, from their, from their free plan, but man, it is really good. Uh, just setting it up is very easy. So I did, I did a YouTube video a few weeks back on this and, um, I created a design on the spot, which was what we just talked about. It was, um, it was, uh, dinosaurs and you could swap out the dinosaur for your kid, for your son or daughter's favorite Mm. dinosaur. And -hmm. then you could, the, the idea was to put in their name. Okay. Uh, put it nice. Put in your kid's name and pick the dinosaur, right? Nice. And so you might, I might put in Calvin for my son and make him a T Rex, right? And just right. And so, um, what That's I awesome. did on that, just kind of tips on this, is I went out to Etsy and I just literally downloaded a pack of dinosaur drawings. Nice. It was like it was like a dollar, right? And I got like mm-hmm. ten. I got a stegosaurus and a you know like all these dinosaurs. Um, yeah. I uploaded those to Gelato. Ad- added them as a, a, a element that you could personalize. And mm-hmm. then I picked a font. Uh, and I, and I just said, put insert name here and then they could customize it. I don't think, I think on that one, I may not have allowed them to like pick the font. I think it was just like, this is the font it's going to be. Um, but it was super easy. Once I published it to my Shopify store, it's like you could go in there and it's just a drop down. It says, has all the dinosaur types. Right. And you just say, I want Mm. a velociraptor or I want a T-Rex or I want a stegosaurus, which one, whatever one you want. And then you just type in your kid's name, add to cart, boom. And it was is it, nice. That's the gelato software is pretty, pretty solid. So that would just be a quick tip for anybody wanting to do personalization.
0: That's cool. That's, that's really good really to know. Good. And like side note, dinosaurs are so popular, like for kids, like dinosaur designs. If you go on Amazon, if you go on Etsy, every special occasion, you'll find like Dinosaur, like St. Patrick's Day, it'll be like a an image of a dinosaur wearing like a green like like a leprechaun hat. Yeah. Or for Christmas, it'll be like an image of a dinosaur wearing like a Santa hat. Like they're so popular, I feel like so many people can can use that you know to cross niche. Especially if you're if your niche is to do with children, like kids clothes, I feel like you should test out trying dinosaur designs in there. Just try to try to cross those. Uh, cross mm-hmm. interest, but, um, all right. So why don't we, why don't we jump into the next one? And this one falls under the fitness category, but I felt like it was so different than something like the gym that it did. It does, it is worthy of its own niche and that is running. Um, there are so many people that are passionate about running in the United States and probably in the world. And you can actually even break this down further. Like one thing that's really popular right now, it's been popular for quite a few years is these like ultra marathons where people just run insane distances. And there are people that are super passionate about this. Um, but you could keep it more broad if you want to just running. But I mean, you just look at a brand like Lululemon, who started in yoga and then they started branching out to other sports and running was one of the next sports that they jumped into. Why do you think they did that? Because they saw so much potential in that niche that they wanted to have like a chunk of that market. And now there's a lot of Lululemon clothes, which are for running. So, um, I think that this is a really passionate niche. There's so many running groups you can go, you know, there's even like, uh, retail stores that have like running groups. You can do meetup running groups. So there's so many places this could go. So I did want to mention that one.
1: Yeah. I mean, we not to, I, I want to keep going here and, and moving a little quicker through these, but, um, but yeah, we, we have a number of students that, that are in this niche. One of our students focuses mainly it's, it's a running brand, but also with a focus around philadelphia like runners in philadelphia oh cool okay i mean they they do really really well and so like that's kind of an easy one to add on is like your location if you're around a big city or you Mm want to go for your state like you could focus on running in your area so i think yeah yeah, i think running's running's great
0: that's cool you can do a lot with that you could like you know on for for creating content if you're in the geographic in a specific geographic region you can like put out a blog saying like the top 10 runs in Philadelphia or favorite, you know, or yeah. or you could even start like a local meetup if you have your business and then people can, you're, you're so, surrounded by that niche.
1: Any of the fitness stuff or like running or whatever, even sports, like it's so easy to put out content for. Like it's yes. just so easy to come up with all these different, you know, types of content that you could put out. So totally, yes, 100%. Uh, the um, next one right. on our list is, uh, I think it's is number seven? Um, the next one is nursing. Uh, nursing has been very popular over the last few years, mm. and um, you know you, you you you've seen these brands all over different kind of nursing sayings and nursing niches. So I think nursing is a really good opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, if I'm being honest, I mean this one this one might have peaked a little bit. Maybe maybe it's come down a little bit. It may have peaked so? during the pandemic just because uh, you know there were so many uh, just, I guess people wanting to support nurses and, and those kind of things t- with everything they were going through during the pandemic. But I you might have a different point of view. I don't know. From my point of view, I think it's still, it's always going to be a good opportunity because there are so many nurses and it is very passionate and all those kind of things. But I think it, it definitely hit a high the last few years. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So I somewhat agree with you on that one because of, of that period of time. But I will say The nurse niche was very passionate long before before that. So maybe, you know, like during that time, there was a lot of appreciation for our medical staff. Mm -hmm. And so I could see that there was probably even more pride as a healthcare worker, Mm -hmm. you're even more prideful about it. And you want to show like, I'm out there on the front lines, like helping people, even when it's dangerous for me. And so I feel like you're probably right. There probably was a huge spike, but what I, what I also know is that this, there were people killing it in this niche long before that, and there's surely still people crushing it in this niche. Now there's so many nurses in America and in the world, and a lot of them like to identify as nurses. So, oh, for um, sure. I, I still think there's, there's a lot of potential there. Um, cool and and i mean all you have to do is go to like etsy or amazon and just type in like funny nurse shirt and you'll find like a million um there's actually some really hilarious ones but um that kind of leads me to another occupation so i have no clue what number we're on maybe number nine i think it's Um, i think eight eight okay eight let's just say eight um and that is the teaching niche This is another very passionate niche that again, you see a ton of designed on, on Etsy and Amazon. I feel like every teacher in America owns at least one shirt about being a teacher. And you've probably seen them out there like, (laughs) oh, a hundred days of teaching, or I'm like, you know, fifth grade teacher or awesome fifth grade teacher or something like that. Uh, I know that like. I was actually talking to a teacher and they were saying that they had like certain days where they were encouraged to wear teacher inspired apparel to class to teach in. That's so, I mean, it's just, there's, there's so much potential here. And I've seen a lot of brands that are doing really well in teacher niche, but the ones that I usually see are like the ones on Etsy and Amazon. I haven't seen many like teacher inspired brands Brands like legitimate brands that have like Shopify stores and stuff. And I know there's a lot out there, but I haven't seen any, I feel like there's kind of an opportunity to create almost like a lifestyle brand around teaching. Um, but I find that the marketplaces are where you see most of the shirts, but you can see, like, even if you just go on like, um, Merch by Amazon, if you see like the top 100, like performing print on demand shirts, there's almost always there's almost always a uh, teacher inspired ones in that top 100. So it's it's very very popular. Yeah, a- former is what I use. And I'll yeah. go on there and I'll just look at like the top ones like top 100 and there's almost always teacher ones there.
1: Well, I just wanted to add a quick quick thing here is I actually think there's there's at least 3 or 4 uh there's at least 3 or 4 niches on this list where you might it just kind of goes along with nursing uh, and there's some other ones here that that we're going to talk about but It's kind of a common thread through a few of these uh it's not always the case but just as a tip anytime there is any kind of like controversy you know around any of these things Mm. you're going to see kind of this this increase in in sales overall but really what it is is a lot of times what you'll see is one side not not political side but one group rising up supporting this whatever teachers yeah. or nurses right and then maybe maybe there's another group in some situations that are like against it you mm. know another another one we don't have on this list is like is like police and law enforcement right that's oh when yeah it, that's maybe one we should have added or military add right now yeah, military. Yeah, yeah. But that's another one that's like it's kind of in that same category of like yeah. because there's a controversial thing or you know something some things coming out in the news or whatever it may be about these things at a certain yeah. time you'll see the demand goes way up because what, totally. a lot, what happens is a lot of people want to support them and so they go oh, I need a T-shirt right to yeah. support it and I, I when I walk out in public I want all the people who don't agree with me to see that I this is my stance right You saw the the thin so blue true. line shirt or the yeah. you know, the, the those kind of things um, that that just really went off, and so that's just something I wanted to bring up. You know, with teachers, uh, I think a lot of people feel like teachers are underappreciated, that they're underpaid. Totally. Yeah, underpaid. You know, that's and, a big and, topic. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're one of one of the most important important you know, careers that we have in America is yeah. these are the people who are teaching our children. So right. what that creates is it just creates this really heavy passion,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: for people that, that want to support teachers. And so, um, yeah, so just wanted to add. Yeah. That to that.
0: And and that's a really good point about the, you know, the law enforcement and military, like military, you can break down further. You can have like Navy seals, you can have oh, yeah. air force, you can have all different ones, but, um, You know what's nice about like law enforcement like police or firefighters is you won't only get policemen buying your shirts you'll get like wives of policemen and you can make designs that say like you know i'm a wife of a police officer obviously something way cooler sounding than that but like you see a lot of that out there Mm -hmm. and you get a lot of just supporters who are like i support our police or you know the thin blue line or whatever um you get a lot more than just the actual demographic of of people like the actual law enforcement officers themselves so um that's a really good point that you brought up 100%. Um, so did you want to tackle the next one
1: yeah the next one on the list is uh you know number number whatever just it's a number, <laughs> yeah. it's a number
0: something <laughs> we'll tell them up at the end um, <laughs> uh
1: the next one on the list is the christian niche um i've voiced my opinions around the christian niche many a times Uh, It's not my favorite um, niche to go into, but it's simply for the fact that most people, what I see is that the majority of people go the route of the just really cheesy, you know, typical kind of like Christian designs that I just don't think those sell well. I don't think that people Mm -hmm. are really interested in those. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're going to go into the Christian niche and you've got an example here, I oh, mean, mm-hmm. I could probably bring up a billion examples because there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah. I think if you're going to go into the Christian niche, you have to have your own unique spin on it. You've got to have a really powerful, strong message, mm-hmm. um, like your kind of a unique message that's really powerful, that's really almost jaw dropping in my opinion, because mm-hmm. like, like for instance, you see these brands like God is dope, right? That like, yeah. they seem like they're just crush it. You know, and there, there's, yeah. there's a bunch of brands like that. You mentioned elevated faith, you mentioned whole strength. Yeah. In my opinion, like you look at these, I mean, these are very like, uh, bold brands that, yeah. that have really bold messaging. Um, and you know, really just, just really powerful kind of messaging out there and yeah. and and they're not cheesy right they're like very right. they're very trendy or they're they're specific yeah. to a certain type of person and this is, again yeah. going back to what we've been talking about is like you can go into the christian brand but understand that like you need to serve a specific type of person all types of people are christians right yeah men women yeah. at different ethnicities different backgrounds uh, different age groups so like cater your brand to a specific person and have a really powerful message um, that that you can put out there. Uh, one example, another another church school student um, of ours has a brand called Prayer Is Power, and mm. he does really really well with it. And and it's it's uh, I always bring them up as the the Christian the the model of the Christian store, but mm. um, that's the, that's their whole message, right? They focus it around prayer. Yeah. And he also mainly serves African Americans. Like he is an mm. African American, so he serves yeah. African Americans. And he's gone all in on that, and the message yeah. is really bold: is that there's like there's still power in prayer, and so he focuses designs around prayer, and, yeah. And that's and that's really powerful. So I just think if you're gonna do a Christian brand, think about those things. Really powerful message. Who? What type of what type of person are you gonna serve within that, uh, within that niche? And just don't make it cheesy,
0: you know. Yeah like a shirt that just says faith or something like that, you know, yeah. like,
1: well, or like, yeah, I mean, there's a million examples. Like if you go yeah. to, I don't know, I mean, I, I want to say like, like Mardell or something is the one that comes up, but, um, you know, you could probably find, find cheesy t-shirts, uh, <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> just to get type cheesy yeah. Christian
0: t-shirts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like i'm on i'm on mardell.com and these are these actually aren't that bad i thought they're gonna be but there's like one that says amazing grace and like cursive oh, font you know with yeah. like
0: those kind of things like uh yeah, yeah they just so what you're saying what you're saying is you, you don't like you don't have a problem with the christian niche you just recommend that if people are going to do it add a couple like go a couple layers deeper yeah. with your demographic or you know you know whatever you're going to focus your your brand on don't just be a very broad, cheesy. And, and I would agree with that. Like the Christian brands that I see doing the best there's usually, they have like a USP, like unique selling proposition. There's always something special about them. And I actually have multiple students in the Christian niche. I do think it's a very passionate niche and there's a lot of potential. A lot of people identify as Christian. They they're proud to identify as Christian and they want to wear Christian inspired apparel. So if you can create stuff that resonates with them, that's awesome. I have one student who has a Christian inspired brand. That's super cool. It's like this urban lifestyle, like premium brand. And I would actually compare it to elevated faith. It's very similar to elevated faith, elevated faith. I think they do an awesome job of having really on-trend designs and styles. And they actually make, Christian-inspired clothing that is cool, like you want to wear this. This it actually just looks cool to wear. I think that they've done an awesome job. They've got a huge following, so they're doing really well. But um, but yeah, this this one student of mine, he's doing well in the in the Christian niche, but he has gone into more like that premium lifestyle brand yeah. um, with kind of like an urban feel. It's super cool um, what he's done. The other one that I wanted to mention. So we had talked about creating brands around multiple niches put together and we kind of dangled that carrot at the beginning of the episode and this is where I wanted to talk about it. And that brand is called Whole Strength. So this is a super cool, they're a super cool apparel brand that targets Christians who lift. Yeah. Like Christians who work out of the gym and dude, they're absolutely killing it. Like they have around right now, they have around 744,000 followers on Instagram. And they literally only started a couple of years ago. They're huge on TikTok. They're huge on Instagram. And if you like go on their website, if you go on their social media, you can tell like these people know what they're doing, but It's actually a pretty inspiring story from, from what I read. It was started by, I think two brothers in Michigan who started out of their parents' basement. And I want to say this was in like 2020 or 2021, like it was not that long ago. And now they've just got a massive following and I've seen people wearing their stuff. Like it's a very cool, like premium lifestyle brand. So again, they're making like on trend, Clothing, um, you know, clothing that's really good for the gym, and they've just they've found a market and they're absolutely destroying it. In that, I'm looking market.
1: at I'm looking at their website, and that's why I'm looking. That's why if you're watching on video, I'm just kind of like looking funny because <laughs> uh, it, it, it is it's really. I mean, I, I wish you could see this. You know, if you're listening, go go to their website. Whole WholeStrength.com. Yeah. H-O-L-S-T-R-E. R e n g t. It's like
0: mixing holy and strength. It's like a yeah. hybrid of the two words. And their logo is like a cross with a barbell. It's so clever. It's Sorry so good, to interrupt. Yeah. I just had but to. But like, mention
1: that. like their reviews, man, like so yeah. good. They got so many reviews of just mm-hmm. people wearing their stuff. And I mean, I just think like they're just doing it really well. The website looks awesome. Damn. The designs look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I think that they mainly focus on lifting. And I just think this is not to. Uh, pigeonhole anybody if you know if you're if you lift out there, that's great. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but like I think if you if you're going to the gym and you're and you're really into lifting, like, you're trying to like you want to look good. You're trying to build muscle. You know, like you and so you're naturally a person that maybe wants to show off a little bit more. I don't mean that in a sure. bad way. Like, you know, sure. you like, yeah, I want to create some muscle. So it's like this kind of stuff is like you 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 go to the gym and you you want to put your message out there. Like mm-hmm. and they've got these just really cool designs with scriptures on them that just look awesome and you know it, it's it's great so i, th- I think and i think i just think it fits with the kind of people they're going for that really want to go and be buff and be big and want to yeah. kind of show off a little bit more like it, it fits really really well so that, that's a great great uh, example there
0: yeah i just think they're they've they've hit the nail on the head they've they've found something i'd never seen a brand targeting like specifically christians who left before and I was like, whoa, that just goes to show you, like crossing some of these things, there is so much potential. So, um, all right, let's 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 keep rolling and maybe we'll just kind of keep these next ones really brief and quick since we've kind of went off off the rails a couple of times. Like, dude, we always, I can we, talk forever.
1: You know what we could do, Adrian? I'm just gonna throw it out there. We could okay. do a part two. Okay. We could throw out a part two, Ooh. I don't know, I don't
0: know. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that idea because we've still got lots of we've ideas still got to go.
1: Seven at least I see seven on the list. At least um, so, and we're, and we're about we're about fifty fifty five minutes into this one.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe we do that because like there's just so much to talk about these different niches and i i want people to steal these ideas and the more we can talk about each of them the more inspo maybe it'll give to the listeners so when they're starting they have some kind of just tips some some advice yeah Um, i mean
1: i would tend to i'd say let's go for a part two only because i feel like the conversation has been really really good so far like i don't and i don't want to i don't want to cut any of these short by by just blowing through them uh, especially right. because you know we got some of my favorite niches coming
0: up. Oh yeah, here at,
1: here at the end that I'm gonna There's get pumped in about,
0: <laughs> including the one that we talked about at the beginning that uh you mentioned a couple episodes don't, ago. Don't spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm I'm saving that one um for. I'll, I will save it for the next episode. So we won't we won't say what that is. It'll hopefully be a good little cliffhanger for the next episode, but. Really, like, hopefully this was, hopefully people found this information really helpful. Um, I think you and I Carrie, we are open books. Like we just like to be unfiltered, just put it all out there and, and you're right. Like, let's not, let's not cut these other ones short because I think that we can have a lot of really good, um, advice and tips and experience and examples um, on these that we can talk about in a whole other episode. And I think that anyone that gets into these other ones will probably appreciate that. At least I hope so. I think that might be,
1: that might be the best, the best thing we've talked about is just bringing up some of these examples that were, that were really,
0: really strong. Um, it's so it's so nice to have examples. Like if yeah. this is one thing I always do, if I'm starting a new business, I will always find some people that are really successful in that niche. Some brands that are really successful in the niche and I will use them as inspiration. So if someone's getting into these to hear about some of these brands that are just crushing it, you can go, you can analyze the brands. And a lot of times you can determine why they're doing so well. Like just look at whole strength, look at their Instagram, like how many views it. they get on their reels their TikTok, like they're crushing it. So, so yeah, let's, let's wrap it up there. We will make a part two where we talk about other niches and we'll just We've continue seven to more. Guys on each one. We
1: got seven more for you coming at you yeah. in the next episode.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, let's, let's wrap it up there for this episode. And hopefully you guys found this helpful and valuable. Let us know, like, if you could write a review or comment on, you know, on, on our YouTube videos, let us know if you're liking this. Um, we really appreciate that. We really want you guys feedback because we are going to take this podcast where you guys want it taken. Um, that's, that's really our, our objective is just to, to put a value out there and give you guys more of what you want. So I guess we'll wrap up there, Carrie.
1: Hey, that was a good one. We'll see you guys in part two. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. Please, whatever platform you're listening on, leave us an honest review. Whether you liked it or you hated it, we wanna hear from you. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. If you're leaving, if you're listening over on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and maybe leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next one.